they seem, are not the results of mass hysteria. First eyewitness accounts of this grisly development came from people who were understandably frightened and almost incoherent. Officials and newsmen at first discounted there was eyewitness descriptions as being beyond belief. However, the reports persisted. Medical examinations of some of the victims bore out the fact that they had been partially devoured. I think we have some late word of just arriving, and I'll interrupt to bring this to you. This is the latest disclosure in a report from National Civil Defense Headquarters in Washington. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. A widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. Like. <laughs> I'd like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I'm Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast. How are you doing, Mr. Smith? I'm doing all right. Just had uh, my daughter's third birthday yesterday. We're uh, doing a little celebrations yesterday. It's like a fucking month long celebration for her birth. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sort of like my mom. Too good. My mom. So my mom's yeah. birthday is a month long too. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it, 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 that'll never get old. And Matilda will have. Uh, she will. She'll grow up to be just like that. Where her she wants. She wants a festival. Yeah, it's not enough why? just to have a, a day. Here's a card, and here's a, a birthday. It's no, it's all month. You know what? Oh, yeah. I know, I know people who don't celebrate their own birthday. I know people who don't celebrate other people's birthdays. Um, you know what? If you're happy being alive, you want to celebrate. I don't give a fuck. Celebrate your birthday. It's great. Yeah, you know? no, I like, I like, I like to have yeah, birthdays. Fun. I do. I like to have birthdays. Yeah. All right. Although, about, although, oh, what? although I'm at that point where like inviting other people, like I stopped having birthday parties because I started uh, like ticking off the people who didn't show up that I invited to my birthday party. Ah, got it. And now I have to invite people to my kid's birthday party. Uh, and I'm holding right list. Back, I'm right. Back whole new list. So where I'm like, oh, you don't want to come to my kid's birthday party? Fuck you. So yeah, no, I it's it's a whole new it's brutal it's brutal it's brutal but yeah but, yeah I've I've got it I've gotten gotten over birthday parties mainly or just having really I mean my mom likes to celebrate my birthday but it's just like that it's not that big a deal mainly because my third ex wife just basically made the last couple of my birthdays so fucking miserable she's a miserable that that, that I just don't even like that I don't even like it I just right. don't even like doing it because that's what I'm reminded of is how shitty yeah. I felt uh, on my birthday it's like you're not supposed to feel shitty on your birthday but she just had a charming way of making it happen so God. you know what are you gonna do yeah. all right let let's get into a little house Come back in an hour. Housekeeping, you want towels? Our towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? 
Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of. All right. So uh, I did, I'll be honest with you. Uh, as of this recording, I have not seen either film, but one of the great, huge marketing, I mean, marketing genius really was the release of Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day and encouraging like millions of people to see both films on this on opening day called Barbenhammer or Barbie Hammer Heimer or whatever the fuck I, it was. I think it's but, more Jewish. Though. Yeah, it's more Jewish. It, Barbie, Bar Barbie Heimer because it's Oppenheimer. Anyway, uh, it, all the news, all the news was, uh, and I'm not even talking about the films themselves because I, I haven't seen them, so I don't know. Um, but because uh, uh, I did not participate in this uh, monocultural event. Ditto. But apparently both movies, I mean, Barbie made it, it's the box office record for, I mean, it's the most money any movie made directed by a woman has ever made. Um, it was a you know huge, huge hit. Uh, we're talking, you know, we're talking Marvel numbers. We're talking uh, Tom Cruise numbers. Um, and Oppenheimer did very, very well for mm -hmm. a, a Nolan biopic. Um, and as I as I listened to as as I listened to all the news and I read the news, but oh my God, look how amazing this cultural moment is! I all I can think of is with the strike, the the two strikes going on. All I can think of is wow, this is like the last strip mining gasp of the studios before well, the long dark winter of strike discontent sets in they're canceling yeah. premieres right and left they're moving things so yeah, what yeah are your i mean i think the emmys were just canceled right i think i saw i saw I, that I, uh, I wouldn't know but yeah no there was something there was something that uh, uh fran drescher kind of alluded to or i, I don't think she alluded she flat out fucking said it um when when sag after gave uh Ampetipa, the week-long extension uh in the negotiations um she evol eventually was just like yeah i guess we gave them that week in negotiations to just have another week to promote their fucking summer movies yeah so we got kind of fucked over on that like great um yeah look i you know i'm not gonna front like people wrote those movies people acted directed produced uh start in uh, 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 fucking uh, below the line all the below the line especially oppenheimer barbie those movies probably have we, we've talked about this you've mentioned it before the thousands of people in the fucking credits after those movies like you know they all deserve recognition they all deserve support those movies were made long before the strikes ever started happened um i, I would never tell people to not go see those movies um i look forward to seeing i mean i think barbie was my pick the one time for the trip i think it was right? i think it was your pick uh, yeah yeah you i think you picked i picked i yeah right? i'm gonna see oppenheimer so, you know again so yeah i mean i'm like i'm very excited um so i would never tell people not to go see that shit, but like yeah um we'll see i like i don't i don't i don't i don't know what is still slated to come out it was, oh, it was dead it was dead reckoning am i dead reckoning yeah barbie oppenheimer, oppenheimer and like, i don't even know like what's i don't even know like what's next i, I well they keep it, I, I don't i've been reading like, well one of my one of my picks uh i think it was i can't remember what uh but it was the uh the the one the the frankenstein thing with uh oh, like, i can't the yorgos movie yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah that, that, that got 
that's got yeah. postponed uh, yeah. like by a year. Carter, so. be, well, because that's such a Yorgos like it's such a small, very movie. specific. That yeah, looks brilliant and amazing. But that's something that you really do need your stars. You gotta get out have. There you gotta and have pitch some that shit on the talk shows. And Emma Stone, let's be honest, is great on talk shows. She's great. She's like Jennifer Lawrence. She's like she's one of those people that can get on talk shows and be like really fun and cool and like oh this fun cool person is doing this interesting movie yeah i'd like to go see that so when those people are no longer talking about those movies when jimmy kimmel and 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 whoever the other late night people are they don't have shows because their writers are on strike yeah that's a big fucking void in the world of entertainment so we'll see what happens i i yeah, I really don't know. I, I think you're right. I think this is kind of the last gasp. For a while, uh, yeah. For a while, yeah, I, we'll see. I, I, yeah, I, I, look, we're all living in the same world. We'll see what happens. I have we no will. idea. Just call it! Don't shoot! We're from town! City. A radio! County, Pennsylvania. The Butler County Sheriff has verified that reports of murder being partially eaten by their slayers is true. No further details available at this time. How long you guys been down there? I could use some help up here. That's the cellar. It's the safest place. You mean you didn't hear the racket we were making up here? How were we supposed to know what was going on? There have been those things for all we knew. That girl was screaming. Sure, you must know what a girl screaming sounds like. Those things don't make any noise. Anybody would know somebody ever needed help. Look, it's kind of hard to hear what's going on from down there. We thought we could hear screams, but for all we knew, that could have meant those things were in the house afterwards. And you wouldn't come up and help. Well, if there were more, the racket sounded like the place was being ripped apart. How were we supposed to know what was going on? Now, wait a minute. You just got finished saying you couldn't hear from down there. Now you say it sounded like the place was being ripped apart. It would be nice if you get your story straight, man. All right, now you tell me. I'm not going to take that kind of a chance when we got a safe place. We luck into a safe place, and you're telling us we got to risk our lives just because somebody might need help, huh? Yeah, something like that. All right, why don't we settle this, mister? We came up, okay, we're here. Now I suggest we all go back downstairs before any of those things find out we're in here. They can't get in here. You got the whole place boarded up? Yeah, most of it. All but a few spots upstairs. They won't be hard to fix. You're insane. The cellar's the safest place. I'm telling you, they can't get in here. And I'm telling you, those things turned over our car. We were damn lucky to get away at all. Now you tell me those, those things can't get through this lousy pile of wood? His wife and kids downstairs. The kids hurt. Well, I still think we're better off up here. You chose a very interesting movie, uh, in part because it's a classic, but also in part because it is a truly independent film. Tell us about this movie and why you like to watch it. Wow. Uh, yeah. 1968's Night of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah. Co-written and directed by... Uh, George A. Romero. Um, not even going to give us fucking synopsis because it's the Night of the Living Dead. You know, I who hasn't seen this movie? It's everywhere. Um, I picked it, yeah, because it's it's it's. Look, as I said at the end of our our last recording, um, independent cinema has been around long before uh, quote unquote Hollywood or the studio system ever existed. Um, but in 1968, this was really, uh, you know, kind of a groundbreaking piece of independent cinema 
um, not necessarily for how it was produced or, or, or how it came together, but for what it did culturally. Um, I think, I think there were, I mean, I don't think from my perspective, there were zombie movies before this. Yeah. Uh, there were many, many, many zombie movies after this that basically stood on the shoulders of this film. Um, you know, to the point where like zombie is not ever mentioned in this film. I believe they call them ghouls. Ghouls, right? Yeah. Ghouls. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I love this movie be, uh, because it's so iconic. Um, this movie to me is like, it's like the doors sounds like the late 60s, early 70s, right? Um, the Beach Boys feels like Southern California, right? Night of the Living Dead to me feels when I watch it, it feels like independent cinema. And when you start doing the deep dive about how the film was made, it really truly is that, you know, um, uh, George Romero had this uh, company called The Latent Image, mm -hmm. and they did, they did commercial work. They did like beer commercials and this and the other, and they were saving up money to ultimately, in, in the truest independent film spirit, raise money through their commercial work to buy cameras and get experience to make a feature film and they just got to a point where they were like "Fuck it let's do it and uh night of the living dead is what came out of it you know you have um some of the actors uh one of the actors uh, russ Striner, uh johnny uh was a producer um john russo who was the co-director co-screenwriter uh, played one of the fucking ghouls in the movie. Uh, Carl Hardman, Marilyn Eastman, they played Harry and Helen in the film. They owned the audio recording company that lent or rented the equipment to the production. Um, they also did all of the makeup on the film. I mean, it's, it's, it's really one of the truest independent films where like everyone came together to make this fucking movie. And they took breaks, right? They shot it for a couple of weeks, then they took like a week or two off because they had to go shoot commercial shit to make money to keep shooting the movie, right? And like that—that that spirit, that 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 kind of entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial—that's right. Spirit um, really uh, uh, shines in this film, and you start getting that more in like the '60s and '70s um with 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 Cassavetes and you know the cats like that you get it a lot in the 90s with with you know Favreau and well in the 80s fucking... you had John Carpenter I mean oh, John... Yeah, sure, sure. Well, oh, yeah, Carpenter Carpenter did it well he started off with with Halloween late yeah, yeah. 70s okay that's yeah fair. yeah yeah but but even those even those were even Carpenter was um what was it AIP American International Pictures or Embassy was it called Embassy? After yeah, but Halloween that? wasn't. Halloween was like. Well, it, no. It sounds no, to me just no. like Night of the Living Dead. Um, I mean, it sounds like here's a bunch of fucking idiots that got somebody to yeah. finance them, and he just he he financed it no. because he sold the distribution before the movie was the, made. You know the different the difference being this this movie specifically was Romero wrote a short story. Um, 
Russo had another idea about like aliens coming to Earth and like something like, and they kind of merged that story. This was about filmmakers really coming up with the idea themselves and then trying to sell it to people, as opposed to Halloween, which was uh, oh, Mustafa. Mustafa no, 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 no. Yes, Mustafa Akkad, the producer, had the idea about the babysitter murders. And pitched it to John Carpenter, and then John Carpenter came up with the idea. So this was more of a filmmaker uh, ground up versus a producer coming up with an idea and then hiring people to make the film, right? Both are truly independent in, in that big way. They're, they're far outside the studio system. Um, but this one is, that's why I picked it. This one is really ground up from, like, original idea, filmmaker, director, writer, uh, you know, and then it, it gets distribution, et cetera, et cetera. It also did really, really, really well in the box office, as I recall. It did at the time. It did at the time. Um, you know, it it took a while, I think, in a lot of ways for money to come in because, you know, we're dealing with, you know, 1968, right? So I, part of what I wanted to talk about was just kind of like the kind of the milieu of, of what this film was up against uh in terms of uh what else was released in 1968 so the top 10 grossing films of 1968 were funny girl 2001 space odyssey the odd couple bullet oliver planet of the apes rosemary's baby uh zeffirelli's romeo and juliet yours mine and ours which i've never seen starring which is actually Neil ball and henry fonda yeah it's pretty adorable it's pretty Good. adorable yeah right on. adorable uh, the Lion in Winter, which is uh, based on a stage play, right? Brilliant. And, um, yeah. And then the Green Berets, which is, you know, fucking Americana with fucking John Wayne, right? Yeah. So that's the kind of, like, uh, uh, vibe that's happening. That's what people were really paying to see in the cinemas in 68. And then you had this fucking black and white movie, which was a big knock against it in terms of trying to get distribution because uh i mean all of these films i don't think any one of these films that i just mentioned were in black and no none of them were in black yeah, and white Hulk so. obviously had been in vogue for a while um so it was a big knock against it it was that kind of like you know late night midnight you know kind of like a movie marathon kind of movie back then you know and the fact that it's really stood the test of time you know i i out of those top 10 movies i just mentioned I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I saw... I never saw Yours, Mine, and Ours. I can't remember the last time I saw Lion in Winter. I've never seen the Green Berets. So I love know. Lion in Winter. But, that's that's oh, one that hurts. Sure. I love that of, movie. But in terms of longevity, in terms of like, I can watch it now and it still really fucking holds up, there's something about Night of the Living Dead that, like, it, 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 it just... God, I don't even. I, I mean, I've watched it three times this week. It it holds up. Every single part of it holds up. You know, it's, it, it, part of it. it's an interesting thing because uh, one of the things that I think you said about the sting, yeah, that that you thought the pacing was really sure. really slow. And I, uh -huh. I, I mean, I haven't watched this movie in decades. I mean, it's been a really long time since I've seen okay. this movie. In fact, in fact, my my mental picture of it was actually very different from what it actually is which i thought was kind of interesting is that i kind of that 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 i bought into a lot of the political uh 
sort of hype around it as as time has gone on that in watching it it's not it's not quite so clear cut but the thing that that i noticed this time around was about up until up until the point we get uh we get the you know harry and helen in the in you know the guy you know and johnny they come out yeah they come out of the fucking cellar up until that point yeah it's really just a movie about a catatonic woman and a guy boarding up fucking windows. I mean, it is yes. really fucking yes. ponderous. And I was like, I'm watching it and I'm going, wait a minute, when does it get cool? I mean, it's got some nice moments, but when does it get cool? And then when it kicked in, then I went, okay, 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 now I now we're going. Now we're going. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, it's just a fucking, it's, it's just a ride. And, yeah. and some of the stuff that I love the most that I, honest to Christ, completely forgotten about how, and I, I enjoyed it twice as much. It just, because I forgot about it. And it was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Was all the radio and television oh. sort of, there's so much of cutaways to these radio and television sort of reports and you know and and how they're reporting and how the story really the you don't see it's really great filmmaking and storytelling in my opinion in that you there's there you get to the point where you kind of see the the ghouls like eating flesh and you know and that's pretty graphic you know it's in black and white but it looks especially for the time it it really holds up quite well but but they tell you everything that's going on. You know exactly the rules. And, and I, one of the things I thought was so funny is like, because there were zombie-type movies before this, but every zombie movie that has come and television show that has come since follows Romero's rules. You know, you can only shoot it. You can only kill them because they're eating it, that they reanimate people that they've, they've killed, that anybody that dies during that time becomes a... Mm-hmm. I mean, those those are unique to this film up to this point because those were not the rules right. of zombies before, and so he kind of created the rules that everybody else went off of. But the use of first the radio and then the black and white TV with the, oh, the news guys—it's so just—it's so just so well done. And, and I love that. I, yeah, the way that it's peppered in is amazing because, like, I mean, the first introduction is when they show up at the uh, gravesite at the yeah, very, very this first very short shot. And yeah, Johnny's like, "Oh, the radio's coming back on," and you hear a little bit of like this concerned voice that's coming through with the with the broadcaster, right? And then they immediately shut it off and go to the thing, and yeah. the story continues. Your and then you're, yeah, so like, yeah, it's really cool how that's peppered in. You know, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's partly why Harry and Helen and uh, I forget the two teenagers, they're teenagers, but yeah, 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 20s. But, um, yeah, you know, part of the reason they come out of the basement at one point is because, you know, they hear the radio. They got the fucking radio working. Yeah, TV, yeah. I think the TV working, the radio it, working, it, either one. It reminded it, me very yeah. much of, of yeah. uh, uh, you know, the, in, in terms of like use of the storytelling and sort of the feel of it, it really made me think a lot of uh wells war of the worlds when he did yeah. that on the mercury radio yeah i mean it's yeah. like it really had that kind of like we're gonna tell this story here we are on site let's go to this guy in pennsylvania you know he's, he's a reporter and yep. now we're gonna we're I, I one of the things i really loved and i i had to go back and watch it like three times just the scene <laughs> is yeah. when the guy is when the guy is interviewing the scientist the uh politician and the army guy mm-hmm. that whole scene it's 
what I loved about it is it's it, it is so the way it would have happened. It's not canned. It's like these guys yeah. don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're arguing in between them. I love my favorite moment is is when they get in the car. Well, later, later, we'll we'll let you know later today. And he's got the microphone. He's like, throw the window up. Close <laughs> the fucking window up. And I'm like, exactly what would have happened. I loved it. I was part of what I was reading uh, some of the research with like they kind of gave. The, like those reporters, those different reporters, they kind of gave them free reign. They just, it's kind of like Christopher Guest, right? Like, here's the situation. Here's what's going on. Look, you are a reporter. Just write and say what you would say if this was actually happening. And, 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 and it like, plays that way. It plays that way. It really plays well. It's just so well mm. done. The pacing Check of that. This. Yeah. Now, here's one of the things that I want to do in watching this. Uh, one of the things that, that I've always thought about this movie and what I what I appreciate about this movie is, you know, we're, we're kind of in, in uh, a cultural moment where Every piece of art, every uh, film, every song has to have mm-hmm. some political intent. Yeah. And if it doesn't, they're going to find it. I mean, I read, I, I've read a thing again. I haven't seen Oppenheimer, but uh, one of the things that was a big, like the big knock on it, according to certain people was that there were no Japanese people in it. And you know, and okay, but then maybe that's not the story. I'm sure Nolan thought about it, but it's whatever. Anyway, there are, in my opinion, over the course of films, starting with Birth of a Nation, which was over while it was a really horrifying pro-clan political message, it was absolutely a film designed to promote a political point or ideology. It, it was definitely whether you agree with it or not, fucking Woodrow Wilson thought it was great. It was one of the biggest hits of its day because nobody had ever seen anything like it because he used so many unique techniques filming techniques nobody ever done that before so um but the reason they changed it to birth of a nation instead of its original title the klansman um was because Mm -hmm. they wanted it to play in the north anyway right i think there there are three kinds of political films that and, and and i like all three in different ways uh some that are overtly political it's platoon it's manchurian candidate it's all the president's men american sniper it's like you know it's like the history kind of so they're overtly political they have a very obvious political point they're making and it's sometimes it's about politics mostly it's about war but they're making rah, a very rah rah fucking yeah or, or if you go or if you go in the 70s with coming you know coming home which is very anti-vietnam yeah, easy, a easy lot of rider easy riders anti yeah. Yeah, so there's yeah, definitely yeah, 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 yeah. Then, yeah. then there are the political satires you know there's mm. dr strange love and how i love the, how i learned to love the bomb wag yeah. the dog bob roberts you yeah. know there's there's yeah, yeah. They're, they're making fun and okay and and then there are, and this is what I think is Bullworth. Bullworth was a political satire. Yeah, that was. Okay. I like that. Right. Not everybody did, but I thought I it was a hoot. Um, but then there's then there are, and really they're they're almost limited to two genres. They're genre films mm-hmm. that make a political point, but that is not the primary goal of the film. The primary goal of the film is to be authentic to that genre. And the examples that I, and the two genres that really fit are science fiction and horror. They do those two things pretty well. And the examples that I that I really like, the movies that I really like, that I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, they absolutely make a political point, 
but that is not necessarily their primary objective. Their primary objective is to be an entertaining story that uses that cultural moment. There's Pan's Labyrinth, which which yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really has yeah, a very yeah. political moment, but it's not Beautiful. what the movie's about. Um, Candyman. Candyman is Wait, a very yeah. I mean, I guess both. I guess both the remake and yeah, the new but, one. Yeah. yeah well, I, I think I think the remake is a little bit more overtly political, but the first yes. one is just a horror movie that yeah, has political. It's, really it's good. Uh, well, it's good, but it's a different kind of film. Yeah. There's you know the original the original Planet of the Apes. The original Planet of the Apes is yeah, yeah, a science yeah. fiction sort of horror film that is mm-hmm. making several specific points. Sure. As relates to the civil rights movement. And sure. one of the things that I really like about uh, this movie, and again, my brain, as I remembered seeing it, and I don't know if this was uh, because of you know years of reflection or reading about it or whatever, hearing about it, is that I thought it was a much more obvious political movie, and it's really not. In fact, what shocked me was, because, um, and again, this is how I remembered it. I remember... That the main character, um, who is black, ben. Uh, one of the, we have been one of the things I thought was interesting because I'd forgotten about this is nobody at any point in the entire film refers to his race, not once. He's just a man and a woman. I mean, he, nope. nobody ever says anything. And the mirror, and the mirror, and the 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 few times where Harry really could, oh yeah, because they He's, they 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 come they butt heads. You yeah. know what I mean? Like where it really could come to that. Never you know, there. never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. and then, go ahead, go ahead. as I recalled it, and again, this is how I recalled it was that you know anybody that hasn't seen it, I'm going to spoil the end of the movie. Is that <laughs> it's Ben? It's sixty-eight. Yeah, I know. On. Ben, Ben fends off everybody. He, you know, he ends up killing Harry because Harry tries to kill him, and you know all this kind of stuff. Everybody's dying, and then finally, the the the, the good old boy, you know brigade of sort of the posse shows up of cops and random guys with guns and they show up and they're killing shooting all these zombies in the head and that's and that's why he comes out of the basement that he's barricaded yeah yeah he here because he, he thinks yeah he's he thinks they're coming to, by, yeah, yeah 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 and and then and then he and then he comes to the window with the gun and they see him in there and they think he's a zombie and they shoot him and kill him and right but right between the eyes the, the well but the thing is does, right yeah yep. but the thing is yep. what i remembered was and, and and i was wrong but what i remembered was that they that that they they did kill him they do make the in my brain they made some comment before they shot him about being black they don't say anything about that that's not it, that's not even in play but nope. the in credits are 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 very they they look and flash like um photographs yeah yep. well photographs of some of in the night in 1968 you had a number of black panthers and black militants who had been murdered and oft times murdered by the police fbi and that's what those pictures of them basically taking the body of this black man who's been shot right in the fucking right between the fucking eyes his head is yep. exploded as they are and it's still photography it's not like hey we're watching it's sh- still shots looking very documentary as they pick his body up with hooks you know because they don't want to touch his body so they they put hooks in him and then they throw him on a, a cairn pile and they light him on fire and that suddenly makes 
this movie that up to this point you could go either way if it was making a political point i mean yes you right. have right 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 you have, it, you have a black man in 1968 not going to shit out of a woman a white woman a blonde white woman you have a black guy taking charge of a house filled with white people and saying i'm up here i'm the fucking boss you know i mean you've got that you've got yep. a black guy shooting yep. a bald middle-aged maybe business well man. and and forgive me I'm not I mean, I'm not a zombie expert. I think all the zombies were white. Too. All the zombies were white. There's he's the only black presence in right. the movie. He is the single right. black as far as right. I can tell. And I watched for it. And okay. so you could go in 1968, and I I guarantee you they thought about oh, this people, when they were making it. When oh, they were making no, it, when they saw it, when I'm sure people they, were like, oh my God, no. But they weren't, no, but they weren't. They weren't everything that I've read about Romero, okay. everybody, everybody. All they said was that, uh, uh, fuck, what is his name? Uh, I, I want his name. Uh, That's Dwayne one of the reasons. Jo Dwayne Jones. Because I don't know who any of these people yeah. are. I love they it because it makes Dwayne it Jones has been. Yeah. All they said was that he was the best actor that came in to read for that part. They did. Have, they had no, the story was written. No agenda. was written. Okay. They had no fucking agenda at all in terms of how it would play. Now, after the film was made, yeah. Arrow and people were like, yeah, maybe this is not going to play in certain parts of the country well. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Whatever. Well, the thing they is, they made a the, really good movie. The so movie beginning to end, the movie beginning to end could either be a very political statement or not. It doesn't really matter. It's a very good, scary movie by itself. It is a really excellent think, zombie movie. But then that tag in the last credits suddenly makes it feel yeah. political. And I like that. I think that's interesting. No, it's fucking amazing. And I think like any good movie of its time, I mean, I, I you know, this brings to mind uh, John Carpenter's They Live. Yeah, <laughs> you, have, you have the you have the you have like the kind of aliens being a surrogate for uh, Reaganism and Republicanism mm -hmm. and all of that shit with the obey and uh, you know what I mean. We, we will cover that movie at some point. I'm sure. I think I think like any good sci-fi, like you said, sci-fi horror film, these movies uh, lend themselves to these uh, 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 kind of uh, I don't want to call them message films. Because they don't, they're, they're not all intended to be that. Yeah, like I said, I think there's overt some films ones. Are. Some that, films are, yeah, for sure. Some of them, and that doesn't make them bad, but some of them oh, very no. overt message films. Yeah. Some of yeah. them are not, but they not have one not at all. Less. It's certainly undercurrent. But, but there's something about this particular film where, like, you, you can't help but feel, like you're saying, it's baked into the making of it. Yeah. This, this film came out and was made during the height of the civil rights movement yeah this movie is post jfk mlk malcolm x assassination it's at the height of the fucking uh, uh u.s involvement in vietnam the nasa space missions have been well underway at this fucking point right there's something about all of that baked into the socio-economical culture of the country that these young people who were 25, 26, 28 years old well, Herm, at the time. Herman was 28, yeah. You know, you know, oh, uh, uh, Romero. Or Romero, Romero. Yeah, 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 yeah Romero yeah. is, but, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, wrong no, independent, no. wrong independent <laughs> nutbag. Producer, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's something baked into the culture of these young people coming up to put all of that into the film. 
subconsciously. I, I really don't. I from everything that I and again, to and, and that's what I love. I like not overt. That. It was not on yeah. purpose. Yeah, it was all just kind of baked into it because hey, we were young people and wanted to make a movie, and, and it's it, what we could the, afford, and this is what it, we did. And quite frankly, it's it's that's so cool. cool. That's my favorite kind of political film. Yeah, man. Um, I'm a big. I'm a big fan. Well, I'm a big fan of art that does not try to lecture you or tell you what no. you think. It's, it's presented, the- and then you and then you get to decide what it means to yeah. you. And and if it's really well done, it will mean different things. And I don't know if you've experienced yeah. this yet uh, with other films. I you know I've I've written many times about literally my favorite movie and the movie that I go to whenever my life turns to shit, which unfortunately has happened, you know, throughout my life, things kind of crash and burn. And, uh, and then I watch the Fisher King. And what I've noticed is that as I get older, I identify with different characters in that story arc. Every time I watch it, depending on what I'm going through and how old I am. And I think great movies like this, you get different things from it based well, here's, on what, here's, you, how many times you watch it, how long you've watched it, how uh, yeah, yeah. what you've I experienced. Have, I have read about your, and I've talked to you about your experience yeah. with Fisher King. We've we've talked about it. I came yeah. to Fisher King far later. We will do the Fisher King at some point. I know. I haven't brought it up yet. Five hour fucking episode because yeah, that's we yeah. Love that shit. Yeah. Um, does the movie change for you? Does the story change for you, or is it my, just a matter of character? It's my you, focus. You, that, well, yeah. that's the thing is, right? Watch like watching Night of the Living Dead. Um, I, I remember again. I haven't seen it in really a long time. I sure. remember really being. This focused. is the once a year. This is a like a, yeah, every. Exactly. Well, of course, you're you're yeah, yeah. you're a fucking yeah. horror movie guy. I know. But I know. I, but my recollection is what I remembered about the movie is that it was all. It was it was kind of like this saintly black message. message was dealing with all this civil rights kind of sure. stuff in the movie. That's what I remember. Oh, Watching man. it this time, um, what I liked about it was, and again, is that he's I mean, you know, he's right most of the time, but he's kind of an asshole. You know, he's not a very likable character. He's the fucking voice of reason. I know, but he's also thing. not. Like, but he's also there. He's the most pragmatic motherfucker he, in the movie. He, I, exactly. <laughs> That's what I like about him. But what I thought was, it's like, okay, wait a minute. It wasn't. Look at how hard he's had it as a black man. It wasn't. That wasn't the lens. It even was his monologue. Even yeah. his monologue at the beginning exactly. of the movie. All he's talking about is what happened in the fucking diner. Yeah, that he was in. Yeah. the fucking zombie ghoul yeah, it, you know and it's That's just it. you know and he's you know and the thing is he's kind of an asshole like you get the you get harry coming up and care you know that's the thing is they're all terrified everybody's terrified and he just is he just doesn't he just doesn't take a liking to harry instantly and he's just kind of a dick to him when if he had been just a little bit more understanding a little more compassionate about what this guy's going through yeah, I think- maybe that wouldn't have been so contentious but it doesn't matter because you're in the middle of a fucking zombie apocalypse. There's right. flesh-eating ghouls coming at you. You're probably not going to react like a normal person. It's really, I, I like that about it. Having seen this movie a, a billion fucking times, which is obviously an overstatement, but um, the, my biggest takeaway from seeing it this time was um, um, 
everyone is operating from a place of fear in this movie, right? And with different so, ways of what, handling. And, and, yeah. and, and you talk about catatonic with with uh, Judith O'Day's character, right? Um, you know what? What like? What, like wh how are people operating from a place of fear? You know that was my big takeaway this time. Yeah, I've seen this I, again. I've seen it so many fucking times, and like the movie kind of plays like a piece of music to me. Well, you did it also. Yeah, but, like you get to like you get to like a piece of a great piece of music. You get to pull certain things every time you hear it, and that that's what I took away this time was wow. Look at look at these different uh, modus operandi uh, uh, from fear. You know, and you know what I, you know what movie cool. And you know what movie it made me think of in the middle of it. I, I realized, oh, I know what this movie makes really reminds me of in its own way. It's not. I mean, it's certainly not the same storyline, but it's the same concept as uh, Hitchcock's Lifeboat. Sure, yeah, you know where that. it's it's yeah, like here. That. Here are yeah. these. Yeah. Here's an art, a, a series of archetypes stuck in a small space that have to survive. You know, and it's kind of got right. that feel to it. Right. Um, it, it could, you know, it could, it could be an archetype that fits any of the or any of the Irwin Allen films of the late seventies. It got, it got you know? me. To, it got me to thinking about uh, other movies with bleak endings. Yeah, um, because I, I mean, for the time, especially nineteen sixty eight, like this was a very dark. Bleak Jesus bleak Christ! Ending. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you have two thousand one Space Odyssey comes out, and it's a very like esoteric mind-blowing so like what the fuck does this mean with the baby and the thing in the room with the white i don't know right but like in terms of bleak endings yeah um this is I dark up with that i just kind of like a, a, a fucking thrown together little list um invasion of the body snatchers yep henry henry portion of a serial serial killer cool um the original vanishing from 1988 uh seven <laughs> yeah <clears throat> funny funny games yeah Requiem for a Dream, which we discussed. Yeah, which we've already talked about. And I was thinking, yeah, it's one of we just love that. The Descent. Um, yeah. The Mist. Yeah. Oh, God, The Mist. That dude, is the, dude, it's not the ending. Dude, it's not dude, the ending of the book, dude, but it's the best dude, motherfucking dude, ending. Dude, it's one of the best fucking changes anyone could ever do to a novel to screen it's, adaptation. It's so ever, fucking slick. Ever. It's so heartbreaking, man. It's just bent over bad. Oh, I have uh, and Thomas Jane's face. God, God, but he realized all of it. All of it all is so good. Oh my God, I love martyrs, martyrs, which we are. Yes, yeah, yeah. we talked about martyrs. Yep, the strangers. Yeah, with uh, Liv Tyler, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then um, buried with Ryan Reynolds, which I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. But I have seen that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. That's, well, that's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Bleak very bleak oh yeah there are, and there are a million other movies i'm sure with bleak endings please everybody chime in with yours it's a wonderful life you know as an example it has some, such a bleak ending every time the bell rings the angel gets his motherfucking wings done yeah um, but but george bailey's a dick from the beginning of the movie till the very end so it doesn't really matter god that's an argument we, for another time we will have that other time all right. Well, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you uh, you brought this one into the picture because uh, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you liked watching it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. Just between you and me and, and everybody that's listening, Nikki, all um, five of us. Yeah. All okay. five of us are listening. Hey, hey, my dad's listening. Come on. All right. All right. There you go. There you go. Was was <laughs> when you picked it, I was like, ah, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to watch that again. 
I mean, I really did. It was like, oh, I'm busy. Well, I've been busy this week. I've my, been my, kick my, mom, my mom's in Colorado, so I've been the primary caregiver for my dad. So I really haven't had a ton yeah. of of just alone time. And I know he's not going to fucking watch night. Uh, and I went, I've seen it before. I do. I really want to watch it again. And then, you know, and then I realized, you know what? I'm a fucking dick. If, if I get on this podcast and I go, yeah, I didn't even bother to do the one thing I have to do for this fucking <laughs> podcast is watch the motherfucking movie, watch an hour 36 movie. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. What a lazy <laughs> cunt. And so I watched it and, and I, it, it, like I said, that first, probably third, I'm going, ah. and then all of a sudden they, they come out of the cellar. And I went, Oh, Oh, now things got, and then I was, then it just whizzed by Then it was like, okay, all right, I'm in, I'm in. That's you know, glad I watched it. Really glad I watched it. I, I know a guy who wrote a stage version of this show, of this movie. It's public domain, so you could do whatever. You yeah, do yeah, you can do anything right? you want with it. Yeah, I and I all I could think about was what the fuck would WNEP have done with this fucking script? That's I would have. Well, I can. T- I can tell I you. Can think about watching. If I were, that's another thing. This if I were directing it, it yeah. Oh, if I were yeah. directing this film, if I were yeah. directing this film, um, or d- directing a play of this, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it would it would be a comedy. Of course, it has to be because has because be. because I be. would do it exactly. Yeah. I mean, you would have him boarding up fucking windows for ten fucking minutes, which in theater sure. time is way longer than film. Oh, oh yeah, like, like ten minutes of him doing nothing but boarding up films. Sure. I would have all of the acting be really stilted, and the line readings be just as sort of you know. I would yeah. have when he punches him the fake slap sound. I would have fake hands coming through. Fake the hands, yeah, fake yeah, hands. yeah. One person operating like exactly a whole bunch of fake hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I and would definitely, I would definitely yeah. have, I would definitely have Dave Goss as a zombie, like mm-hmm. eating Arby's. You know, that's right. what he'd be eating. He'd well, be, and it would be one person <laughs> who plays every zombie you see. Every zombie is Dave Goss. Different Dave outfit. Goss. Different yeah, outfit. Dave Goss is every same zombie. Face. Yeah, but yeah. same face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same face with Brilliant. a wig sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The flavors you love, assorted drinks, your favorite beverages. Hot coffee, hot dogs the way you like them, ice cream. So for my triple features, uh, you already mentioned one of them. I went with, uh, you said you had, uh, I'll go ahead and do my triple features. You have yeah, please. triple features, whatever. Uh, I'm a jack off. I broke the rules. I, I that's fine. I don't, I don't mind the rules breaking. Uh, okay. uh, but no, I, I kind of went with the uh, the angle of movies that are are a perfect genre film in 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 and of themselves that if you don't have any concept of the political stuff going on by itself without that it's still a really excellent genre film the first one is 1978's uh invasion of the body snatchers oh, God, Connor so sutherland fucking, fucking i mean we'll do this movie it is yeah yeah really it's such a good fucking movie love, it's such a good movie i love this film i love it's film. so good and everything about it and and what i think is really nice about it is it it politically you can apply that movie to like six different eras of american politics Dude, that's it really it's works it's why it that's right exactly I mean, yeah it's a remake yeah. of the yeah, from earlier. That's why I indicated the seventy-eight, and then yeah. So I would watch. I would watch uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead first. Okay. I would watch then Invasion of the Body Snatchers from nineteen seventy-eight, and then I would close out close out the evening with Jordan Peele's Get Out from twenty seventeen. 
Well, why? Why? I saw you pick because it. why? Why? Yeah. Th- well, the reason is, and that's the thing. I I, I love this movie. I yeah, love I do it too. I do it's too. Brilliant. The thing is, you can't escape some of the. I mean, there's a lot of political, but oh, at its heart. 100%. But that's the thing is, when I watched this movie um, at that time when it came out, I I was I'd, I'd been lectured to enough about race in the country that I was kind of fucking bored with that shit. And sure. that, I mean, I'm a white guy, so I get to be yeah, bored with it. Whatever. So that's our point. Yeah, I get right. Yeah, that's exactly. I, I yeah. you know, you know. There yeah. you go. And and so, uh, and I know Jordan. Um, he was a we both, former. We both like both, both you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait it out. And so when I went to see it, I I went to see a good horror film. I didn't care about the politics of it. What I loved, I didn't know she bought it before. I what I loved right. about the movie is. It's a really good horror film. I mean, start to finish, in terms of a genre film, it is as close to a perfect modern horror film. It's so good. And it was before he started really pulling out his Twilight Zone shit, so you didn't know what to expect from him. And I mean, it is so clean. Every line reading, is it's just so filled with this bizarre, ominous. It's a great jump scares are in it. Yes. And then it, Solid it yeah. cast. and it the does have is amazing in them. Yeah, movie. and it does have a very uh a very specific political message. Yeah. But what I really like about that film, I don't know when was the last time you saw it, but if you watch it, it plays it plays either as a criticism of the right or the left. Sure, I could see that. Um it, I mean it's it's just it's sort of an apolitical political film about about the plight of black it it could be it could be a political statement about black men that date white women it's got a lot of angles on there that's really clean but it makes you think about a lot of stuff and that's what i really like and so i think that would be a really nice evening of genre horror and science fiction uh that has political import but that is not necessarily the the big takeaway because they're all great horror films that happen to have uh, a political undercurrent that you can't escape what's seeing it. No, those are, that's yeah, my triple feature. I would I would pay to see those. Yeah, in a theater back to back to back, one hundred percent. That's yeah. a, a fucking great triple feature. So you have um, you have several triple you know, features have, to share. I just fucking two triple features. But I have my um. We're stuck in a house triple feature okay uh, i have uh panic room from 2002 that's trapped in there trapped in there in new york brownstone panic room a hidden chamber built as a sanctuary in the event of break-ins newly divorced meg altman and her young daughter sarah play a deadly game of cat and mouse with three intruders Burnham, raul and junior during a brutal home invasion but the room itself is the focal point because what the intruders really want is inside it. David Fincher from 2002. And interestingly so, enough, an sorry. opposite of an opposite of Night of the Living Dead. In fact, oh, yeah. that, that the protagonists are a blonde woman and her child. Yep. And the antagonist is a black man. So there you go. That's, well, yeah, a black man and uh, uh, yeah, but Forrest Whitaker's the what's his what's his fucking face from uh, Thirty Seconds from Mars? What's his yeah name? yeah. That guy, yeah. uh, the white guy trying to, he's got cornrows and he's trying. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but then, yeah. My <laughs> second one would be your next from 2011. 
The Davisons, an upper-class family, are extremely wealthy, but also estranged. In an attempt to mend their broken family ties, Aubrey and Paul Davison decide to celebrate their wedding anniversary by inviting their four children and their children's significant others to their weekend estate. The celebration gets off to a rocky start, but when crossbow-wielding assailants in animal masks suddenly attack... Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. I was trying to think about this movie. Together, yeah or die there you go yeah all right so dope movie cool i i wouldn't really want to do that as a triple feature with so that's just a funny it's just trapped a, in a house people trapped yeah. in a house these are more home invasion movies which, yeah yeah look once they're in the farmhouse it is See, kind of a home invasion the thing movie, is but they're the trying thing to is get you, out of the home they're you mentioned out of the home yeah, you mentioned it earlier, and I think uh, a far better uh, home invasion movie is Funny Games, but because uh, that fucking movie blows my mind. When I saw that the first That's time, the, Dutch, had it on the my Dutch, of, of the Dutch, Jesus yeah. Christ, that yep. fucked my yep. brain up. Another yep. home invasion yep. invasion movie you did mention yep. that also has a very bleak ending, um, yep. and also is bizarrely and horrifyingly sexy. Oh God! Oh, the Keanu! Oh, knock knock! Oh my God! <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. You said this to me at one point. If Ana de Armas came yeah. to your house, yeah, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying I no. I don't give a shit. Like I, you know, I. Yeah, oh, Come God. on, you're not wrong. Oh, God it, damn it! Anyway, my second double feature. Yes, feature. the real double Jesus feature. Christ. You just, you just shook my brain here. Triple feature. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my my real triple feature is the brains triple feature. <laughs> so we're gonna go with uh, 1985's The Return of the Living Dead, when Foreman Frank shows new employee Freddy a secret military experiment in a supply warehouse. The two klutzes accidentally release a gas that reanimates corpses into flesh-eating zombies. As the epidemic spreads throughout Louisville, Kentucky, and the creatures satisfy their hunger in gory and outlandish ways, Frank and Freddy fight to survive with the help of their boss and a mysterious mortician. Nice. It's a fucking great movie, dude. If you have not seen The Return of the Living Dead... I have. Uh, if anyone out there has not seen it, <laughs> if you have not seen it recently, this is another Don Smith have to watch at least once a fucking year. It is hilarious. It is punk rock. It oh is, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, the what's her name has a fucking full on bush when she's strapped. She strips down and she does a strip tease in acid rain in the middle of a cemetery on a fucking exposed grave. And has a bush. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! This movie is—it's uh, the I real love deal. This love this movie. Second film, and this would be in this order: Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, and yep. then Zack Snyder's 2004 remake of the George Romero Dawn of the Dead, which is when brilliant. Is attacked. Sarah Polly. God. Yeah. Damn. When her husband is attacked by a zombified neighbor, Anna manages to escape, only to realize her entire Milwaukee neighborhood has been overrun by the Walking Dead. After being questioned by a cautious policeman, 
Anna joins him and a small group that gravitates to the local shopping mall as a bastion of safety. Once they convince the suspicious security guards that they are not contaminated, the group bands together to fight the undead hordes. And I think for me, I had seen the OG Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. This one, this one to me, you talk about that kind of political message, that kind of like a social economic message. This one did it far better for our time in 2004 yeah. than yeah. I think happened when the 80s version came out. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think. Well, the could, thing that the thing that this, it, it, this thing is that the 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 earlier version is still good, but it is it is yeah, such an yeah. obvious commentary. It's such a very obvious commentary on consumerism. It's such an obvious commentary. Lacks, on, to yeah, me, to me, it's just it, it to me it lacks the entertainment value exactly that the Zack Schneider two thousand four does. Man. Yeah, that no, I, that's Zack Snyder. I'm just done I'm, I'm 100 with you. I'm talking uh, about right, like yeah, I know, but I, I'm 100 percent in favor because yeah. I think uh, I think Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead makes the same point, but it's, it's more so character driven. So it's more character driven. It's really hard and well done. Bleak, and talk about bleak fucking ending. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I love. Yeah, and I yeah, and I and right. you know, there's one other I would throw out if I were going to do because I, oh, like I, I like your I like your triple feature. Bring it. But I know what I know what I would end it with. Bring it. Like okay, it's so like here's a bonus for you. If Planet you Terror. Around till two in the morning. Here we go. Yeah, two Planet Terror. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's been a while. Because I fucking oh, love that Robert. Yeah. I love that shit. Did, and you, it is did you see the grindhouse? So see the grindhouse when they? Of did course it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I thought that, you know, and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that gore, that sloppy gore, yeah. that nastiness. Yeah. yeah. No. I. Yeah. One of the things again, going back to horror movies, and you know, we've done. I, mean, I don't want to necessarily in 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 the podcast with this, but um, <laughs> I did see Evil Dead Rising, and you did not like Evil Dead Rising. Because uh, it, basically, the way you explained it to me was it was just fucking the little girl. Was, yeah, it was. It was just. It was unnecessarily cruel. Hold on, hold on. And I heard your. I heard you and and him will talk about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's unnecessarily cruel. Also, what you didn't mention, which to me is the biggest point of the Evil Dead franchise, is the humor. Yeah, and no humor. Not. I did not feel any of that. Even bleak, dark humor in Evil Dead Rise. I did not feel humor. See, at all. I felt like, and that's the thing is the 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 re. I love the remake of Evil Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Well, that's not. There's no great. humor in that either. Fidi Alvarez. Um, yeah, there's no. It's there's yeah, not a I lot have, of humor. That's it's taken to, very seriously, okay, okay. And, and I like that. It's but what I liked, what I liked about Evil Dead Rising is, uh, what what are they promising me? They're promising me some of the goriest bullshit they can create. Sure, that most of it's practical effects, and I'm gonna like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, fair. I walked away. I walked away from that uh, pretty fair. good. So yeah. Also, so, one 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 last thing. Please, likes the same. Oh yeah. I do recommend people check out the remake of Night of the Living Dead that Tom Zavini directed. Oh, really? I didn't. Have you seen? I it? didn't even know there was a remake of there, Night of the Living there's Dead. There's a 19. Oh, fuck. 
I'm going to have to watch that. It's 1990. It's Savini, then it's probably yeah, 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 yeah. very no, no, no. gross. It's really good. It's really good. It's uh, directed by Tom Savini. Yeah. Screenplay is by Romero. Um, uh, who's in it? Let me pull up. Uh, oh, I want to see this. No, That's right. Really I'm good. Uh, I got to look this. Tony Candyman. Tony yeah. is Ben. Oh, I have to see this. Okay. I, I I've never even heard of this. Wow, that's Tom, great. Tom Tolls, Tom Towles, Tolls. Uh, yeah, whatever. Henry, yeah, Henry Portrait He's Harry. Oh, uh, Bill, Bill Mosley from uh, every single fucking uh, Rob Zombie movie uh, is is Johnny at the beginning of the movie. Wow, um, it's a really, really, it's a really good remake. I mean, I'm going to see it. Yeah, since I bring up Dawn of the Dead, I should. Yeah also pitch uh the remake of none it's really really good um apparently because there was the lengthy court battle over the rights of the original film um there was a uh kind of a kerfuffle about uh, that when it happened right and so uh romero ended up working with what was it 20 20th century and golem and and like a bunch of people to kind of like yeah take back the reins and like whatever happened with this new version of the film they would get their money and respect and blah 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 i don't know that it made the kind of money that they were looking for but you know it's, it's good it's it's, it's it's watchable it's, yeah it's it's it, it's in color it's not the same thing but it's it really is a good it's a good film i i recommend it anyway all right well, all right. So that is our invasion of the body snatchers for our next. <laughs> I'm going to surprise you for our next film. Yeah. Um, we're going to go. We're going to go. You know, I was thinking about this because it's like I, you know, it's like I like to watch. It's like you know, I always, I always go back to the title of the podcast. What's something I really like to watch? Like if I saw, not that I watch network TV anymore, even cable. If I saw that it was on, I'd watch it from any place in the movie. Um. Lanthimos, you knew you knew I was going to go there sooner, sooner or later. I was going to go to Lanthimos, sure. the lobster. All right, and yeah. uh, I don't know. Have you seen it? Uh, I feel like I've seen like half an hour of it. I know what it's about. Yeah, I think it's hysterical, and uh, and I and again, it's hey, one of those movies that I can pick it up anywhere in the middle of the film, any place in the film, know exactly what's going on and go, this is so fucking crazy. And I love it. Look, I love it because it's indie and we're not promoting studio. That's, it. During the show. that's exactly why I went that direction. I love there it. you go. I dig it. I dig it. I'm down. I'll check it. All right. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, go on the Apple podcast and give us a review or uh, tell us we're full of shit. I don't care. Yes. That's the show. Review bomb us.